The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset. I'm excited as always to be here with you on this sunny, wonderful Monday. Hey, are you an entrepreneur who is ready to bring on your first or your next employee? There's a ton of great talent out there, you know. So why do employers struggle with finding just the right candidate? I hear it as a business coach. I hear it all the time. What are the questions I ask? How do I know if they're going to fit into our corporate culture? All of those things are really, really important. And I think that one of the reasons that it's so tough to cut through the smoke and mirrors on both sides of the hiring process and to get to the real person behind the resume, it's really difficult to know what to ask. It's really difficult to to, to figure out how to get to know that person behind the resume. You know, this, this new guy or gal has to be as close to perfect in terms of fitting into your culture and having the skills to get the job done. So what are the most powerful questions to ask your candidate? How can you really get to know them? What are the most common mistakes that employers make in assessing a truly good fit amongst the various candidates? These are some of the things we're going to learn today. Our guest today is author John Lee, and he knows that of all the things that entrepreneurs and professional managers have to do, one of the hardest is certainly making the employment decisions especially the hiring and firing process. Mr. Lee's experience comes from many years of refinement of the employment dialogue that one must have in order to cut to that real person behind the resume and cover letter hyperbole. John Lee has more than 30 years of experience in corporate, working in five industries in 78 world markets. That's right, 78 world markets, and has been on both sides of the hiring desk during his career. And his expertise as a business division leader has made him an expert in finding out what it really works in the world of recruiting. So let's find out how to do that. And I'd love to welcome author of the latest book is Forget the Resume, John Lee. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset. John. Thank you. Thank you for having me over. So, John, describe to us, you know, your bio says you've been on both sides of of that hiring desk. Tell us a little more about your background in terms of, as we call it, human HR, human resources, whatever we're calling it today. Okay, well, uh, first of all, let me just uh, be in in the 
vein of uh, truth in advertising. I've never done HR. I've never been a recruiter. I've never done the formal sciences underneath that uh, discipline. However, I have uh, run business units and I have hired and I have unfortunately terminated uh, a fair number of folks. So the experience that has been garnered has come from uh, a trail of a trail of tears, <laughs> as it were, which ultimately <laughs> well, I, is the. I'm uh, really glad about that, to be honest, John, because okay. I'm excited about the perspective you know that you can bring to this process. Well, thank you. Uh, as a reader board at a church once said, uh, you know, adversity is the university of life. And uh, uh, unfortunately, I think I've gotten my PhD a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> You're a well-educated man, aren't you? <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it, but I came back for seconds, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But uh, well, in order to address your question, um, my background has been, uh, you know, the the, the, the five industries and uh, 78 world markets that I've worked at uh, has principally been in uh, business development, how to, you know, uh, build up sales and marketing for organizations as diverse as logistics, IT, um, mortgage banking, and then, you know, finally, the last iteration was uh, security consulting. And so through it all, I've seen certain commonalities, certain threads that uh, exist, whether it be here or in China or in uh, South America. And, and they're just, they're, they're the human commonality, uh, common threads that uh, you find in hiring, in terminating, in assessing human capabilities, human capital, and then lastly, uh, in, in the discipline that I was in, which is, you know, how to, you know, engage a conversation and go from there to uh, potentially uh, getting um, contracts written and, and work done. Mm, that's an amazing uh, wealth of experience in 30 years. It's fabulous. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. I can tell that you've had fun, and I don't know how you have found the time to write, to author two books. <laughs> Plane, trains, and automobiles, like the, like the movie. <laughs> Plane, <laughs> yeah. trains, and automobiles. I'll Five bet. in the morning is a great I'll time bet. to write. <laughs> uh, well, John, I know that, yes. you know, in the, in the last five, six years, the, the hiring environment has really changed. Yes. What, what are some of the unique challenges of small business owners now in this new environment? Well, you know, the, the, that's a very good question, uh, Marlon. The bottom line is this. Um, you know, we're in a very odd time. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like that old uh, Coleridge statement uh, that said, you know, water, water everywhere, but none to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of folks, uh, supposedly this is a supply-heavy uh, job market. That is to say, there's a lot of folks out there that have talent, skill, and, and, and experiential background in order to fill in the positions. But I, on the other hand, have heard a lot of uh, business owners, small, medium, and uh, mammoth, uh, complain complain profusely, in fact, about the fact that they have had a real tough time in looking for the right individuals. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that um, there's a dynamic that I don't think a whole lot of uh, people talk about, whether it be on CNN or Bloomberg, and that is to look past the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics statistics. And that is um, a lot of folks, you know, the, it's holding, I think last uh, time I checked, was 7.7, you know, for the overall national unemployment rate. 
Mm. Now, if, if, I'm, if I'm using that number as a basis point, okay, I will tell you that that is what the Labor of Statistics, Bureau of Labor Statistics uses is what is called the U3 uh, metric. That is for anybody that's been uh, looking for a job for the past, you know, more than uh, four weeks or more. But it did not, and it does not, take into consideration another metric, a much larger number, which is called the U6. All this stuff can be looked upon at the uh, their website, uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, and that is a double digit. I think that's right now sitting at about 12.4 or 12.8, um, and that is a very large number. These are folks that have basically stopped looking or have gotten off, they, they no longer qualify for unemployment. So they are off the official uh, unemployment rolls. Wow. These people are literally um, the walking wounded. They have the skills, they have the talent, they just have given up and they've stopped looking at the want ads. They're doing multiple jobs or living at home with um, you know, their nuclear or extended family and it's just a hunker down mode. It's, it's quite uh, sad actually. It is sad. It is sad. And um, but they're still. Well, okay. So how do we find them if they're not actively looking and they've they've decided to start working at Home Depot instead of, you know, get their resume out there. How do we find this talent? Well, you know, the, the number one thing that I always hear from people on, on the other side of the hiring desk, the ones I want to be hi- hired, is, is that, you know, some of the job postings that are out there are ridiculously um, hard to, to hit. Yeah. You, you, you mm-hmm. have to be St. Francis of Assisi, Superman, and mm-hmm. Albert Schweitzer put together, you know, and Mother Teresa maybe to boot. And they're like, I, I can't even, they're daunted by these listings, these postings. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. It is so high of a bar, so they don't even bother because they've already been kicked in the teeth so many times. Mm-hmm. I would say put instead of put everything and your and the kitchen sink on there. Uh, I think the reverse should be: what is your core functionality that you want? That's the first thing. That's the quali- quantitative. What are the things that you actually, at the end of your business day, want to see this new employee do? Then the other part. Has to be a little bit more qualitative in its approach, which is to say, these are the things that we want. We don't want you to lie. We don't want you to steal. We don't, you know, we want you to be on time. I know this sounds really dumb, okay, mm-hmm. and really basic, but <laughs> you'd be amazed at how many times these things are actually not done. I mean, we take it for granted, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person shows up, they do their work, and then you find out they're a pathological liar. You know? Yeah, and you're yeah going, well, absolutely. You, I think it's stop, really you know, important to know your core values, your business core values, and what's important yes. to you, and get those in there. Yes. And, yeah. Um, this is absurd, okay? This is an absurd uh, example. But in China, there is a province that is in the Guangdong province, a very large province, a very, you know, Western-centric province. You have to write in their employment contract, thou shalt not steal. Because mm-hmm. if you don't write that in there, if somebody does steal, then they say, oh, by the way, you didn't say that you couldn't steal, so that's well oh. within their rights to do so. And That's this is when amazing. I was uh, in China running the uh, the consultancy there. I said, "Are you kidding me? 
I'm saying this to an American lawyer living there, right? And yeah. he said, yeah. I know, uh, we don't want to get to that extreme. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's not. But at the same oh, I kind of like it. I think everything should be right out well, in the open. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But yeah. let's have an honest conversation. Let's not, especially for small business owners. Look, you don't have all the resources in the world. You don't have huge multinational budgets. Even multinational corporation budgets are cut. So the, you have to measure once, twice, thrice before you cut. That's that you know that's important and and the downside of getting rid of somebody time lost reputation lost and also any kind of uh uh, you know, uh, loss as far as opportunity cost or even financial loss because somebody might be doing something that they shouldn't is horrendous. So It is horrendous, you, and, and we're going to be going into break yes. in just a minute. And one thing right. that I hear from, you know, so many entrepreneurs, small business owners, micro business owners, is that, yes. yeah, I had to fire so-and-so, and I'll tell you, I'm not sure if I'm going to replace them because it's such hard work. And when we right. come back from break, I'd really like to address that, that hard work and replacement placing and retraining a candidate because I think that's a real sore issue out there. This is Marla Tabaka. You're listening to the Million Dollar Mindset and we'll be right back. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ali Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togedet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second Chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of Second Chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. 
It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're here with author of the books, Forget the Resume and the Honorable Relationship, John Lee. And you can find John at LeeCoreConsulting.com. That's L-E-E-C-O-R-E Consulting.com. So, John, going into break, yeah. we're talking about the wealth of talent out there and, and mm-hmm. really getting down the process. And I believe, it's my belief, that if there is a process in place for hiring and, of course, course for training that it becomes less and less difficult to to hire just the right person um, what are your thoughts around that well um, yes I mean absolutely if, if you if you start off with a good uh, person you know somebody who has uh, you know the baseline of morals and ethics that you are looking for the, the knowledge part comes fairly easily um, if most people, be very honest, be very, you know, uh, honest with the situation. They, most people can pretty much be taught a lot of different functions to do without having to, you know, spend a lot of, um, of time to, to get them re-engineered. It's whether or not the basic individual is going to be able to do the things mm-hmm. that you want them to do. When I hire somebody on the hiring side, I'm looking for three things, essentially. I'm looking for, if I hire you, will I have to fire you within one year? And we'll get into that if you want to from there. The second sieve is, are you technically competent to do the job? Do you have the metrics or the, uh, the uh, experiential background to carry out the job that I'm asking you to do? And that makes sense. The third part is, and this one is a little bit t- tougher, do you get it? And I say to some of my uh, readers and students also, if you have to ask me, what do you mean by do you get it? You probably don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate to say that in that way, but it's kind of like if you have to explain the joke, then you don't get the joke, then guess what? You probably won't get the joke, you know. (laughs) So let's go through these one by one because I love these questions. How do I assess whether or not I'm going to have to fire you within one year? Well, let's be very honest. It, with every, you know, it, it, these things are like speed dates, right? If I go out with you, are you going to be a psycho person and crazy and just nuts and maybe possibly, you know, cause a lot of problems in my life? Or are we going to have a great time and enjoy ourselves and then we can take it from there? So it's the minimum threshold baseline. If I hire you, will I have to fire you within one year? Why one year? Within one year, the honeymoon will be over with. You will know whether that person is psychotic, crazy, uh, you know, a, a kleptomaniac, um, t- tardy, late, absent, whatever. The panoply of, of, of ills that, um, that employees inflict upon employers. Mm-hmm. So if, if I have this, you know, minimum threshold and I can gather whether or not you're kind of, you know, you, you, you have the basic metrics of which I don't have to get rid of you within a year, that's a good thing. That's the first div. But how can I predict that? How you can predict that, it's hard. Uh, you know, you can do quantitative things like have them sign a background check. Now, I came from a security consultancy. Background checks in America are pretty easy, and they don't cost a whole lot of money. And, um, but you have to also then ask for, well, do you have, you know, can I check your employment background, your education background? Remember, this is the most important piece of investment, if you want to call a human being that in a way, and I don't mean to denigrate that, but really um, that you will 
do, even more than capital equipment, because capital equipment can't turn around and sue you now, can it? But right. humans <laughs> can, you know, for wrongful termination. So once again, cut, you know, cut once, but measure twice or thrice prior to do so. Do background checks. Now, background checks only tell you so much. Certain people are very good at, you know, uh, situational ethics. They may not be career criminals. They may not even be criminals. But depending upon the situation, if opportunity presents themselves, they could turn on you, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's really hard because then you have to read the human heart and the human mind. That comes from, uh, I would say, multiple interviews with other people other than yourself. Get them to have you talk to them. If you have an admin, have them talk. Have your admin talk to them. Why? Because if they know that this person is an admin and may or may not have a power position, they might talk to them in a different way than somebody who's hiring. Why is that important? Well, you want to know if this person is denigrating, condescending, or patronizing in their conversations with other people that aren't in power positions. These are things that you will never know if you just you know, approach it straight on like you have a bunch of hiring managers. Of course they're going to be you know, on their best behavior, but an admin... Yeah, who cares? Mm -hmm. But you know what? I've gotten my best tips from my admin. I had an admin, Helena, who would do kind of a perfunctory, hi, how you doing, what's going on? And, you know, just very, you know, can I get some dates, information, address? I had her do all this information, background, and then I would do the interview, and then that person would leave. Then I'd circle back to Helena and say, Helena, what do you think about this person? Oh, this guy is such a jerk. Oh, my gosh, he was so arrogant, you know? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Of course, I never saw that. That person was on their best behavior for me, you know? Yeah. But the, the admin, depending upon, you know, the individual, could be treated like dirt. Yeah. And that, I think, is some things that you can be able to see by peeling back the veil, the, 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 the mask that they wear. Mm-hmm. As and so, as many of us are, if you're working yeah. in a virtual environment, um, and and you do have you know other assistants and admins and such on board, uh, would you handle that any differently than than you would in someone coming into the office? I guess I'm missing the question. You're saying it on a virtual basis? Yeah, yeah. Many many entrepreneurs are working with virtual office situations. Oh, I see. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know. Uh, I would say uh, using different people, you know, that you know, that you trust, maybe, you know, just even um, associates that you know within your industry just to talk to that individual, not on an official basis, but just to say, hey, you know, I just do mind. I would really like for you to talk to Jimmy Joe because I, I just feel like he's a, he's, a, he's a real good read of people. And, and then, you know, information share in the guise of that. And getting more than one person to look at that candidate, I think, is important. And a lot can be done. Obviously, face-to-face is more important than, and, is, and gives you more information than, you know, over the phone. But a lot of information can be gotten over the phone. Nuance, you know, cadence, nervousness level, uh, level of comfort in being able to, you know, come up with decisions uh, or statements without, you know, literally just, you know, tripping over themselves. This, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it can be done virtually. It's a little harder, obviously, because you're taking yeah. away the, the, uh, the one-to-oneness of it all. Yeah, but it can be definitely. done. 
Definitely. Now, the next thing that you cited was, uh, are you technically competent to do the job? And boy, I'm a believer in testing that. I mean, sitting down and having putting them in a real life situation and giving it a test or two. What are your thoughts on that? I don't have a problem with that, uh, but I think that most people can probably pass those fairly easily. Um, I actually like some tests that I've heard from major corporations that do crazy stuff. Like, um, okay, so you know you're in front of a candidate, and I know one major software company that uh, uh, has this question, or at least was asking this question, in fr- uh, to their candidates. Um, all right, um, and it's. You know, it's not related to building or engineering, but the question was asked, so you have an 11-story building. Tell me, first of all, what do you estimate the height of it is mm-hmm. to the nearest uh, 10 feet? And then also how you got to that answer. Hmm. Now, people are going to be deer in the headlights. <laughs> go, <laughs> yeah. <"What?" laughs> I'm not, wait a minute, I'm here for IT software. I, what, no, 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 hold on. The reason they're asking this and is not to make them, you know, like lose their lunch. They want to hear their critical thinking processes. How do you figure out an 11-story building? You know, and how, how it is, how tall it is, and how did you get to that? And that's something that is going to test whether or not you, A, perform under pressure, and B, your critical thinking under pressure. That's a pretty good gauge. I like that. Yeah. You know. And you know what? Uh, one of the uh, my bosses, uh, when I was working for a logistics company, said, um, are you a clean, organized person? Because really value that. And I said, yes, I am. And they said, I don't believe you. I want, and I go, okay, well, I mean, you know, that's kind of confrontation. I go, all right, well, um, what... Uh, what are we going to do about that? He goes, I want to go to, you know, you drove here, right? I said, yep. I said, I want to uh, go downstairs and take a look at your the trunk of your car. Yikes. <laughs> and I said, okay, sure. And I pull out my keys to my car, and I gave it to him, and I said, I'm at level L6. And he goes, and he looks at me, and there's like a five-second delay, which felt like 30 minutes, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, never mind. You prove, you prove to me that you uh, are for real. And I said, okay, thank you, because I didn't flinch, right? He says, I said, why the trunk of the car? I understand the car, but why the trunk of the car? He goes, this is crazy reasoning. He says, the car is the domicile of the individual. Okay, more than the house. If you live with somebody who's a neatnik and you're a slob, you're going to you're going to somehow or another compromise and be less slobby. But the car of the slob is going to be a wreck. And the trunk of the slob is going to be even worse. And you know what? Knowing some slobs in my life, and I say that with love, uh-huh. is, is absolutely true. So he knew that when I didn't even flinch, and I said, let's go. He knew that that was something that he didn't have to worry about. Yeah, so these fun little tests. You've got to be you... a little creative. Let's yeah. be creative about the process. Let's not, well, you know, uh, you know, the metrics of, you know, blah, blah. You know, who cares? Any, I mean, really, at the end of the day, if you're hiring an engineer to do an engineering posi- you know, job, you know, okay, t- tell me how you would build a bridge. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you would design this. Show me in, in, in you know, five minutes what this, you know, and step-by-step step it. You don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but I just want to know how you think. So yeah. are you technically competent? See, there's creative knowledge, and then there's book knowledge. There's knowledge that's wrote, and that is very, very um, 
you know, one plus one equals two, two plus two equals, you know, there's that. Mm -hmm. Then there's, uh, okay, but, you know, does, how do you, uh, you know, how do you create a vase? How do you, you know, how do you build a bridge? How, you know, there's creative stuff. And that's not all mathematics. There's a lot right. of creativity to it. Right. And John, I can't believe it, but we're already going into our second break. And I want to okay. shout out to those listening out there. Uh, please call into the show 877-864-4869. If you have any questions for John, we'll be back in a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. The Woohoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education and encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment. Join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're here with author John Lee, and you can certainly learn more about John at LeeCoreConsulting.com. And John, going into break, we were talking about, you know, the three most critical things. And, and I had a thought in break, I was thinking, you know, what about references? And, you know, I always kind of laugh at the thought of checking references, but 
and having done that a number of times myself, sometimes you do get some good stuff out of out of checking references. What are your thoughts? Uh, were the references supplied by the uh, seeker, the job seeker? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are uh, those are those are can, can yield can yield some in, valuable information, but most of them, by and large, are pretty sanitized to have mm-hmm. that person say the best thing about that individual. Um, I would say the, to kind of get around that, because actually this is something that is, uh, you know, that is something that is very difficult to, uh, you know, punch through. Right. It's, it's, uh, well, how, how is Jimmy Joe? How, what do you think? About, oh, Jimmy Joe's great. You know, how about Kathy? Oh, Kathy Sue is so good. She's really, you know, punctual, and she works hard, and she's, you know, she's such a caring individual. Blah, blah. And it's like, after a while, it's like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're going, okay, so once again, you know, say, you know, Mother Teresa's got nothing on this person. Got it. All right. Now, you got to know, and we all got to know, that underneath all that, there's got to be something there, right? right. And right. you're not trying to pull up dirt, but you just want to get a more accurate picture of this individual, all right? So two things I would ask, if it was somebody that was a former employer and they don't just give you, you know, hiring date and time, which is a lot of, uh, you know, and position, which is what a lot of uh, companies do as a fallback position, not to be sued because of, you know, giving information that might, you know, come back to them. Um, I would ask, well, why was that, if that person was so great, why is that person no longer with the company? Well, I can't really, you know, well, what do you think? Why do you think that that is? I mean, conjecture. Okay, so that's one. The other one is, look, I always make a statement. We always, and this is to, to inoculate them from giving you kind of a BS answer. We all know that human beings aren't perfect. We all know that, you know, people drop the ball. And there are certain Achilles heels that people might have. What do you think Jimmy Joe's Achilles heels would be? Mm. Oh, no, Jimmy, Jimmy Joe's not. I don't say, really? So he's the perfect person then. I've never heard, met, met that individual. So you got to give me a little bit more there, you know. Push him. Because they're going to expect you to go, oh, yeah, oh, right, right. And what do you think? And No, don't accept these off-the-shelf answers. You know, push a little. Be a little presumptive. Be a little rude. A lot of um, people, especially Americans, um, we get kind of, uh, you know, skittish about being pushy or rude. But when you're making such a big decision, you kind of have to be in a way. You have to push the edges a little bit. Make the person that you're asking these questions a little uncomfortable answering them. That's where you're going to get the real answer. Yeah. And what do you think of the idea of asking, um, you know, hey, hey, Sue, is there is there anyone else there at the company that Sally came in contact with on a daily basis? Anyone else you suggest I could speak with? Absolutely. Absolutely. That then they have no control. Right. Because <laughs> you're asking beyond the, 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 the existing pool. And that that's a that's a beautiful uh, uh, question to ask, you know. And they may answer or they may not, right? Oh, I think that's about it, you know. You know uh, they're trying to obviously, on a friendly basis, they're trying to help their friend or their former associate, which is fine. But if their former associate is a flaming idiot, I mean, and they wouldn't, and, you know, maybe they're even glad that they're not working with them anymore. You don't know that. You really don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wow, good, good stuff, good feedback. And the last of your three points was, um, do you get it? And if you have yeah. to ask, you probably don't. <laughs> yeah. See, do you get it is a very powerful 
it, we're all asking that. We're asking that of, 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 of our clients. We're asking that of our vendors. We're asking that of our talk show hosts, uh, guests. <laughs> yeah. Do you get it? Do you understand what I'm trying to do? Do you understand what the importance of this is? If you don't get it, then all the technical competency and the fact that you haven't stolen or even thought about you know, doing anything bad is, is fine, but it's not going to take you to the promised land. It's, it's not going to be um, the, the difference, the, dif- the dif- defining difference between somebody who is good from somebody who is excellent, somebody who can take it to the next level. So the question then is this, did they come prepared? How do you, what do you know about my business? What do you know about me? What do you know about my industry? Ask questions, you know. Okay. What, okay, well, uh, you know, it's Lee Corps Consulting. Okay, what about Lee Corps Consulting? What do you know about it? Ah, uh, you're a consultant? Eh, that's bad, you know. <laughs> Hello? Of course, that's my part of money. But what about it? Well, you know, you, you, you have two disciplines. You have, um, you know, you have the MFA, and then you have uh, Manage from Far, and then you have this other program, you know, called the Honorable Relationship Train. Oh, okay. And, you know, you've worked in, you know, s- several different markets, and you've been in the business development. Oh, okay. They've done some research. They know what we're talking about. What industry? Okay, well, you were in business development. Oh, okay. What are some of the major topics that are very important in this industry that I'm in? Right. You know, uh, yeah. name me some of them. Yeah, I like you know? that. I like that. And, and John, we actually have a caller on the line. Sure. Um, Christy is here to ask you a couple of questions. Hi, Christy. How are you today? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Great. Hi, what Christy. kind of questions do you Hi. have for John? John, my question is, um, and it kind of comes at the end of, of your conversation here, is, yeah. is my fear of hiring somebody is how, how to mitigate the risk of a bad hire. What are some of the things we can do to, um, after you've hired them, mitigate the risk that you'll have to fire them pretty early on? Okay, well, you're talking to a former mortgage banker, so it's all about <laughs> mitigation of risk. Okay. okay. <laughs> Mitigation of risk, first of all, starts uh, from the higher time. But if you're already in it, if, if you're, okay, there's two things. If you, there's preemptive and then there's interdictive, right? Preemptive is to write a contract with non-disclosure agreements and non-compete agreements and all these, you know, lovely things that we use nowadays to protect ourselves. Right. The other thing is to make sure that, you know, the, the job functionality, as it is laid out, is being done. That is to say, it, the different job descriptions you were asking that person to do is already there, okay, that, that you're sticking to it. If it starts to morph in a material way, you better amend your job description and have them sign off on it, or else, you know, that might be an issue. Now, please keep in mind, and please, uh, I hope uh, the listeners know, I am not an employment lawyer. I'm not any legal expert or HR expert, so I'm just telling you things that I've learned from my background, okay? <laughs> So, so we don't have, you know, attorneys all mad here. On an interdictive basis, documenting the goods and the bads. See, everyone likes to document bad things, and then you put the person on a PDP, a performance development program. Well, that's pretty much the kiss of death. Once you put somebody on a PDP, it's lights out. They know unless there's a major act of God, you're probably going to be pushing this person out. Right. And so that signals to them. All right, now I got to protect myself because, you know, Christy doesn't want me around anymore. Mm-hmm. 
you need to document the good things, the things that they've done positively, and the things that are done negatively. Why the good things? Well, the good things so that you're not looked upon as being somebody who's out to get them. Right. And you're not out to get them. You're out to do your job and have them do their job. The second thing is you, you, you know, have more than one person sitting there in a conversation when you talk to them about disciplinary so that you are not, I said, he said, she said, you said, because that's mm-hmm. tough. Now, even during that document, write down notes as you're talking, live time, real time, even observations. Sometimes people say, well, document is kind of scary because that could be used against you. Actually, I have found that it's been used. It, it could be. Mm-hmm. It could be. But 9 out of 10, it actually works to your favor because you are creating a trail so that later on in this very litigious society that we live in, you will not be without a recordation of that conversation. I mean date, time, place. I mean time. From what time to what time did I talk to that person? Mm. You know, so I'm very anal retentive about these things. And mm. it's saved me more than not. Okay? That's, yeah, that sounds good. The, the other thing that was on my mind, too, was um, the ability to kind of have test periods, almost like your temp to hire. Do you see a trend? I, I'm sorry. Uh, you, mean, you mean like uh, have the person come in and work to to, to to do some things and then see right. how they work out. Right, right. I think that's great if they're confronting of it. You know, okay. if somebody is out, if but if they aren't, then that's going to be a little difficult. You I would do... suggest that you do something, um, if that's not feasible or practicable, uh, Christy, I would mm-hmm. say consider having them, instead of doing a resume and a cover letter, which I don't hate, but I think that in my Book says forget the resume. It doesn't say never use the resume, but the resume is a flat piece of document. It only tells you what I've done. Look at me. This is what I've done. Right. It doesn't show to the individual that's hiring what they are, what who they are. Mm-hmm. It's only showing them what they've done. Have them write a position paper. Mm-hmm. Write a paper that tells me how to make my business better based upon what you know and see how creative they are. Okay. I like that. Well, I'll tell you why. I just uh, finished judging uh, at the University of Washington, which is my alma mater. I was a judge for the global competition, and they have all these bright, smart, sharp, you know, uh, graduates from business schools, you know, do this uh, competition about consulting, and I was judging them upon their merits. There were some folks that gave very great, you know, workmanlike answers, you know, things that you would say, yep, uh uh-huh, yep, yep. And then there were some that go, what about this? What about that? Or what if you did this and you did it? Not only doing the workman stuff, but exceeding them, being very creative in their answers. Not okay. maybe, maybe not practicable, but, hey, they showed imagination, creativity, fire, drive, initiative. Isn't that what you want? Well, that's yeah. What I, I know well, that's what I want. And you so go, guess what? We, they won. We are about, I'm sorry to interrupt, we're about to you go went. into another break. Christy, would you like to stay online through the break, or did you get your questions answered? I got it answered. That's great. Okay, beautiful. Continue to listen in, and thanks so much for calling the Million Dollar Mindset. Thanks. 
And John, we're going into break. I'd love to hear more on that. I think that's a brilliant idea when we come back. And uh, to those listening, I'd like to nudge you to go on over to inkcom slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco and check out today's story. Nine slightly crazy things that might just make you wildly productive. So go have some fun with that. And we'll be back here in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Diana, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen on Toginet.com. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we are here with author John Lee, and you can find Forget the Resume over on Amazon, so make sure and go to check that out. And John, thank you so much for helping that caller. It sounded like you had some great input for her. Thank you. Yeah. And, And John, I know how important it is to hire sort of beyond that resume you were talking about a resume is just a flat piece of paper and and you've talked about a few things that we can do to make sure we're doing that um what more will ensure that we're we're hiring the right person and really getting to know that person as a person you know um you you need to look at the uh, person as a holistic individual as a as a three-dimensional human being i refer to you uh a um uh, 2005 Stanford University commencement speech that Steve Jobs had uh, uh, done for them. It 
uh, and it's actually on YouTube. Uh, when you punch up uh, Stephen Jobs or Steve Jobs' Stanford University commencement speech, it is an incredible speech. I mean, Steve Jobs is there was a reason why that guy was an overachiever type. He, he was able to articulate all the different things that you know uh, led to his success. And he said three things: one, he didn't co- graduate from college; two, he got fired; and three, he almost died. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, you don't usually point to those as success traits now, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? uh, I didn't go What? You didn't graduate from college? No, he didn't. He went to college, took some courses, but never fully went through the program. He almost died, and he got fired, uh, almost fu- got fired by John Scully. Well, those are the things you usually don't use yeah. as success <laughs> markers. So what I'm saying is, these are things that you have to understand what drives that individual because that individual, if you're especially a micro business owner, is going to be almost like going into a marriage. And you just don't want to get, you want to get past the speed dating, that dating info sharing, which is very quantitative but not qualitative. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you find out, have a conversation. What do you think about this? What, we're doing this. What do you think about, about that? If they, and they shouldn't agree with you all the time. They shouldn't be radically opposed to you, but if they do, then give your rationale as to why you don't think that that's a good plan for us to do. Mm-hmm. Share, right? Yeah. Be a little yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. You know? And then the other thing is, um, what are things that are not on the resume you would like to tell me about? What do you do for fun? Where do you go? What do you, you know, things that you can legally ask but not, you know, get in trouble, but at the same time gives you more of a, you know, uh, an, out, uh, an inward look about that individual. If that person is only centered about, you know, metrics and numbers and okay, but you have this outside life, what is it? You know, do you have no life? I find that hard to believe, you know. So yeah. holistic yeah. information is very important because it gives you it, it gives you nuggets of, of 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 a glance behind the curtain, behind the mask. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as they want to know about you and try to please you so you can get, you know, the, the give them the positive answer, they're gonna throw up a lot of nonsense. You know, they're going to give you weaknesses that are strengths, you know. Amen. Yeah, right. Well, what are your, I hate that question. You know, what is your, you know, what do you think is your weakness? Your oh, greatest strength. What is your weakness? I, I care too much. <laughs> you know, people <laughs> I know, I agree. I always tell people to look look at the personality type associated with the job type that you're hiring. So if you're hiring a salesperson, for instance, you want somebody who's a bit of a risk taker, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and so if this guy loves bungee jumping and skydiving, that might be a good thing. It's not not a bad thing, right? Yeah, exactly. You're talking to world-class chicken, though, so that's not necessarily a good thing. I would not do well in that. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm sure that some of the things that you do outside work, John, really show that you're a risk taker. Yeah. But see, thank you very much. But I will tell you, though, that, you know, easy pad answers being asked. See, the the, the asker is part of the the problem just as much as the person that's being asked. Mm -hmm. You need to be more creative in your questioning. When you think about... The, the questions you would ask somebody if you were dating them and or thinking about them being a spouse, because that's pretty much what it's come down to. That's how 
powerful of a relationship you, you may have to get to because that person is going to either spell the success or the failure of your business. Now, if you think of it in those terms, you'll ask some pretty darn you know, innovative questions. Just be careful about not crossing over you know, uh, you know, employment uh, legal question mm-hmm. guidelines. But up to those points, why not? Why not? Have fun with it. And John, I'd love to spend just a couple of minutes because I want to make sure, sure to get in some time to talk about your fabulous book, too. Um, just a couple of minutes on the flip side of the coin. And you touched on that with Christy. Um, but the firing process, you know, sometimes not the process itself, but the choice. I, I have coached so many countless, countless people through, um, you know, they want to hang on to bad employees. Oh, I feel bad. They've got a family to support or oh it's just so much work to replace them or you know the the excuses go on and on and on um how how do you resolve that issue how would you suggest i look at it this way the body uh the business is a body okay if there is a problem if you had a uh, a malfunctioning um if you had a, a diseased arm and it started getting infected and it started turning gangrenous. Would you not want to, you know, resolve that? You, you need to cut off a gangrenous limb, even though it may be very, very valuable, because it threatens the body. I look at it that way. And when you're a large corporation, you could probably get away with, you know, living with people that may not be, you know, uh, detri- you know may not be detrimental, but just isn't like a neutral. But when you're a, a small business owner, you really don't have time or space or place or budget to do that, to, to put up with people who aren't pulling on the oars hard and working mm-hmm. with you as a team member instead of just, you know, a sharecropper. Do this, do that, do this, do that. What's the point? Yeah, That's how I, I look like, at it. I like that I know analogy. it's an all or nothing. That's very, but, very true. And you know. so now that brings us to your book, Forget mm-hmm. the Resume, Serious Job Finders Playbook. And this mm-hmm. is more for the opposite side of the desk, that job finder, right. that person out there looking. What brought you to to write this book, and how did you come across that title? Well, I tell you what, um, what brought me to it is because I have been on uh, both sides of the desk of hiring um, and being and asking to be hired. And when I was uh, in Asia, um, up until about August of last year, I was in Asia for two years, I heard about the U.S. economy, but I never really saw its deleterious effect upon human beings, you know, on the ground, until I came here last year back to my, you know, hometown in Washington State. And I will tell you, Marla, I was appalled. I mean, we live with a lot of nice cars and places to go and things to do, but there's a lot of pervasive underemployment and unemployment and people who have just stopped, you know, caring and giving, you know, having any hope. Why? Because they're still using the same tools, resume, cover letter, references, job sites, you know, and and family, friends, connections. This is the same tools we used as our grandfather and grandmothers used. And yet we're in the technological age. You know, we're using three terabyte, you know, computers. Why are we still doing that? And we're getting poor results. So the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over again and mm-hmm. expecting different results. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not, that's not how I look at it. We should change the paradigm. Throw, not throw away the uh, resume, but do not use it as the first line of defense because it is only one drop in the, the sea of resumes. Differentiate yourself in a positive fashion. 
make the job search into a product launch. The product is you. Once you start to look at the problem, how you see the problem is the problem, as a minister once said to me. How you see the problem is the problem. If you see the problem as everything is out there as nails and you only have a hammer, then guess what? That's all you have as a solution. But if you start to see a lot of complexity and using different tools for that, then you become a lot more effective in your presentation of the product, which is you. It's not a job search. It's not about how great you are. It's about what they want and what you can do to present yourself in the fashion that's acceptable and interesting to them. That's the difference. Okay. Wow, it sounds like a wonderful book. And you say it's a, it's a playbook. What do you mean by playbook? Well, you know, like a playbook. Uh... I'm not a sports fan, so. <laughs> okay. Well, a coach or anybody has a playbook. They, they, okay. It's their, their game of attack. It's their approach. This is how, and they have a certain set of things that they do. And then if the play changes, they, they, they okay. also change the, 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 the calls. Got it, so got the playbook it. is, this is a set of things that, it's a companion, it's a guide. When I was unemployed, when I first started out, I had nothing like that. All I saw mm-hmm. was how to tighten up your resume, how to be a better interviewer, how to, how, how, very mm-hmm. one silo thing, and it was very mechanistic. This playbook covers it from womb to tomb, week one to week six. That's it, six mm-hmm. weeks. So wow. Go, go wow. And is John, you. is, is, your, is yeah. your book um, geared more toward people who are looking, seeking corporate careers, or would it also apply to somebody in a more blue-collar career? It tends to be for somebody that's looking for a uh, mid-level or um, a corporate career type, okay. a uh, managing level uh, position, correct. Okay, and we can find it on Amazon, right? Yes, ma'am. Forget the resume, serious job finders playbook over on Amazon. John, this has been just so informative and delightful. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. I had fun. I really appreciate your, uh, you know, uh, talking to me about these things. Yeah, well, it's information that certainly needs to get out there. So I appreciate your expertise and that you brought it to the Million Dollar Mindset. And uh, folks can find you over at LeeCoreConsulting.com. Is there any other address you'd like to give out or anything else? Well, that's thank you. And the other one is, uh, you know, www.forgettheresume, literally forget the resume, no space, uh, no, just one word. And that's uh, for that uh, playbook and some uh, blogs and news information and also stats for them to uh, kind of be able to help them as they go through the uh, employment market. Interesting. Wonderful. Forgettheresume.com. And thank you, John. And thank you to all of you listening. I look forward to seeing you here next week on The Million Dollar Mindset. And meanwhile, don't forget to head on over to Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco and see if you're up to doing any of the nine slightly crazy things that just might make you wildly productive. How's that sound for a Monday activity? I hope you have as much fun with that article as I did write it, writing it. And you can find me at Marla at Marla Tabaka, T-A-B-A-K-A dot com. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for being here. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 